in this. Awesome. I'll do a little intro um, bio for you at the beginning before we get started. And then, and then we'll dive in. And so I, this will, it'll probably be a couple weeks until I get this one up. Um, yeah. Just about a couple other um, interviews that I need to get up and, and um, post it too. So, but it's a like, lot of work, all that editing and stuff. It's a lot. I'm, I'm getting quicker at it the more I do it. And I'm also just like not editing as much. Like, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> like, we're just having conversations. Yeah. <laughs> People and like it real. Yes. Yes. The, my first couple of podcasts, I edit out every single, um, and all the stuff I, I don't worry. Oh, so, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's fine. People can hear the word up. So anyway, so we're so excited to have Kylie with us today for this podcast interview. So to begin, Kylie, just tell us about yourself, what you do, why you do it, all the things. Of course. Yeah. So my name is Kylie. I live in North Salt Lake. Um, I help clients all the way from Ogden down to, I think my most South is like Salem or Santa Quinn. So, um, really a big range of Utah. Um, and I have a background in finance. I worked as a direction uh, operational director, um, in finance for a decade and, um, have then transitioned over to, uh, doing the parts of my job that I loved before, um, and making it its own business. So. Um, I work with people that are business owners, um, specifically I work with creative women, but, um, if you don't fit that mold, there are things I can help you with as well. And, um, really what we do is we, uh, plan on what we want the business to look like in a certain time frame. We set goals. Um, I help with finances and, um, marketing. I help with, um, strategy planning, operational changes, all that fun stuff. So, um, I just recently started this. It was back in April, I believe. And so fairly new business, but it's been a ton of fun, amazing clients that are just so lovely to work with. And I get to do what I'm passionate about, which is working with small businesses and helping them succeed. Yeah. That's so amazing. Ah, love it. Um, so Kylie and I were talking before this interview, but today we're talking about not so fun, but super important parts of business, um, that are not my, my realm of expertise, but are hers. So I'm really excited to have her here to answer some of these commonly asked questions that a lot of business owners have, um, that are really important and that can feel so overwhelming in the beginning. Like, and I, I always say this Kylie, but I think when people are first starting their business, especially the first couple of months, there's like this decision fatigue that we get. It's like, mm-hmm. there's so many things you're making decisions on that feel so important. Like your color palette, your logo, your content, your messaging, your, who you're marketing to your ideal client, what your products are like all this stuff. And then you're like, Oh, like register your business, get all this other ticky tacky stuff in a row. And business owners are like, what? Like I was, I just wanted to share my passion with people. Like this is so much more to do. But I think once we can kind of wrap all this stuff up, it's simpler than I think we think it is a lot of the time. And it's a little bit more doable, but a lot of people just don't know how they don't know where to start. So let's talk about in the beginning, say somebody has, they're very, very new, um, you know, to running their business. What do they need to do in the beginning to be official? All the things where do they totally. So like you said, I can feel so overwhelming. You just want to do the fun stuff. You just want to do your passion. You're creating new things. The business is its own new life. And 
it's, it's hard to take a step back and focus on these sometimes because they just seem so overwhelming. But, and the truth of the matter is, is if you have a checklist going through these items we talk about today, um, it really will help you get this stuff out of the way, simplify things so that you can focus on your business, your passion, what you love. So um, the first thing you want to do is decide what kind of business you want to be. Now, a lot of people are setting up LLCs, which are fantastic. Um, but let's just talk about the difference in the business types really quick. So there's something called a sole proprietorship, which is where you're personally on the hook for your business. The business is you. You're basically the same entity where um, your income that you make from the business is just going directly to you. Um, and liability wise, you are on the hook. Now, there's a partnership where you're splitting that liability with someone else. There is an LLC, which um, you're not personally on the hook. Now, could you still get like sued personally? Sure. But um, we have that LLC and you're only being taxed once. Um, whereas like with a corporation, the business um, will then make the money. You'll be taxed on the money and then you'll pay yourself out from the corporation and then pay taxes on that a lot of the times. Now, anything we talk about today too, I meant to say this at the beginning, is not official legal or tax advice. Uh, I am not, I do not have licenses in those two areas, which we'll talk about licensing well, but um, I do have uh, a lot of knowledge on this stuff. So I'm, I'm happy to share it. Um, so yeah, corporations usually have like a board. If you wanted your business to go public where you're like selling stock, things like that, then you'd have corporation. Um, so a lot of people choose to go with an LLC and to start that LLC, depending on what state you're in, my reference is going to be Utah, um, because that's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, however, almost every state has a really similar plan. So you'd go online, um, to it's, Utah's one-stop. A lot of, again, other states will have these one-stop resources to start your business. You're going to want to make sure you're on the state site. Um, unfortunately, there are people who say, oh, we'll do it for you. You're essentially putting in all the information you would have on the state, and then they charge you more. So I, the first thing I would do is make sure that you are on the state site. And then you're going to go ahead, enter in, okay, what kind of business are you? What do you do? Do you sell product? Do you sell services? Um, it'll ask you a bunch of questions. All you have to do is answer those questions. And then there are a lot of resources in there as well. Like if you don't understand what it's asking, it does have little asterisks where you can go over and learn more. Um, so you go through that, establish, you know, I'm Wild Lotus Consulting and I have an LLC. And then um, the next step that the site will help you through is getting your EIN. So that is like a social security number for your business, essentially. It's how the IRS is going to view your business is through this EIN. Um, so it'll usually walk you through getting an EIN, which is instant. Again, it's that, that number that the, I believe it's nine digits, maybe it's eight, that the um, IRS will identify you with. So you really want to save that because you'll also need it for your banking as well. Then you'll go through, you'll finish the setup um, and it'll say usually, okay, this will take a couple of days for us to review. We'll get back to you and you know, you'll know you be approved. And then as long as your name's not already taken and everything makes sense and you know, you're not selling drugs, then you uh, it will be approved. And um, 
at that point, you are then a business in the eyes of the government. You have an EIN, which is that social, again, it's a tax identification number. And then you have um, your business registered. Now, the thing that gets kind of um, confusing to a lot of people, and there's a good reason why, is outside of business registration, you will often need a business license. Now, the business license is done through the city that you're doing business in. Um, sometimes if the business is in your home, um, you're exempt from needing this business license. Again, you're just going to really want to follow the specific rules of the city that you're doing business in. Um, if it's not in your home, almost always you're going to need that business license. But all you have to do is just you know search for business licensing in your city. Uh, some research that should come up and there's really knowledgeable people that are on the other side of that city site that can help answer any questions you have about what type of license you need for your business and um, what you need to do to get it. So a business license is in saying, okay, I'm now, I have the stamp of approval to do business, to sell services or product in the area that I'm in. So those are two pieces. Again, you don't always need that business license, but you're going to always need that business registration. Um, any questions on that so far? I think that's awesome. I think you explained this so clearly and so um, so simply. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, and I think um, one thing that just comes to mind is, you know, for these small business owners, um, let's talk about costs for a minute. Cause I know it's always mm. like, Oh my gosh, like, is this so expensive? Like, I know a awesome. common thing that people they're like, I'm just going to keep doing it on the side, like kind of keep it quiet for a little bit. Cause they don't, they're worried about, you know, paying hundreds of dollars and all this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about like costs and, and all this type of thing for that. Totally. So I think on the state side, I should have double checked this before, but um, I want to say there's like a $40 fee and then a $35 fee. So it's usually about $75. So you're under the $100 mark. Um, now, if you are thinking like, oh, I want to push this off. It's too expensive. I can't do it right now. There's a couple of risks there. Um, one, you're then liable for anything that happens. If someone's injured, if uh, someone threatens like copyright, if uh, someone is in your business and they fall down, like all of a sudden everything is not under business, it's under you and it gets really, really messy. Um, so that's the first reason it's good to do that at the beginning. The second um, is when tax season comes around at the end of the year, um, you're going to need that information to properly report the income and expenses that come with your business. So um, the main thing for doing it right at the beginning is so that you know, you're covered, it's under your business. And then um, you're set up to go ahead, receive that income as your business rather than yourself, um, which is definitely something you're going to want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like if you're a small business, just start strong from the get-go. Like when I got all this stuff done, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I felt so much more put together. I felt yes. so much more like the imposter syndrome was lessened because I was like, I'm official, <laughs> you know? Yep. And so I think there's a lot of confidence that can come from, from like, you know, getting registered and all this stuff as oh, well. Oh, totally, totally. And it's, it's this daunting thing. We feel it over our shoulder. We feel it like looming as you're starting your business, this unknown, this big task. But yes, like you're saying, absolutely 
get it done from the get-go. You don't have to worry about it. Um, I mean, you do have to pay a little bit of money, but it's really not that bad. You're paying under hundred dollars. So it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, you started mentioning taxes. So let's, let's go into that subject, which is also a topic that business owners don't like. They're always like, oh, shying away from. We hate to talk about taxes because they can also feel really intimidating. Um, totally. You know, when and scary. Yeah. Yes, and scary. And like, they don't want to go to jail for doing it yeah. wrong, or, you know, like all these things. So talk to us how you would walk through a new business owner when they're like, what do I do with taxes? What do I need to know? What are, you know, what are the things that I should be checking off there? Totally. So the first thing that's really, really important is to start tracking your expenses. So I recommend getting a separate bank account for this money to flow through. If you've done the registration, you've gotten your EIN, um, you're going to be able to set up a bank account in most institutions. Um, usually, I mean, I guess I'm only familiar with one. I'll give them like a small plug because I do think they are great for businesses is Utah Community Credit Union. It's $15 to set up the business account. And I think that's similar to a lot of other credit unions. And then um, you can have all that money flow in to that account and then all of your expenses flow out. Now, the benefit to having them go all through the same place is when you are trying to keep track of your expenses and track of your revenue, you're only looking at one set of financial statements, one bank statement. And so um, that would be my tip number one is open up a business account with a financial institution. The second thing I would say is you need to track your expenses. Now, you might not know as a brand new business owner, like, can I write all of this off? Can I write 50% of this off? That's where it starts to get complicated, but I don't want you to worry about that too much right now. What I want everyone to worry about is tracking things like mileage and vehicle expenses. If you're using your car for your business, um, if you're paying rent or utilities on a space, marketing, if you're paying employees, giving them benefits, um, any gifts to vendors or suppliers, um, office expenses, charitable contributions, um, home office or other expenses that relate to that if you're working out of your home. Um, do there's there's a lot of little things that can be included in here, but what I would do is I would start by one, every expense that comes in, um, you're gonna want to start notating what that was for. So save the receipt. Um, there's a couple of different options here where you could get a service like QuickBooks or um, Divi or oh, there's the other popular one. It's called it's XERO. I honestly don't know how to say that. Um, and so I would recommend getting a service like that. That's going to take all that information from your bank statement and help you categorize it. From there, you just be, need to be notating what it was used for, save your receipts. And so when tax season comes around and you're working with um, an accountant, they can help you say, oh, yeah, this, we're going to write all of this off. We're going to write 50% of this off, um, that type of thing. So um, I would recommend using one of those services unless you just love using Excel, you're good with Excel, then you can create an Excel workbook that has... Um, you know, a list where you're keeping track of all of that expense and all of that revenue and designating what it was for. Um, so track expenses. That's the second thing. So bank account, track expenses. Um, mileage being a big one in there that's easy for us to forget because um 
it's not on our bank statement. We can't see how far we drove. So keeping a separate log of that mileage is going to be really, really important. And if you're using a service like QuickBooks or Divi, um, there are tools within that to help you track your mileage as well. Um, the other option is to hire a bookkeeper. There's a lot of bookkeepers um, that love this kind of thing. They love tracking your expenses. They love making financial statements for you. Um, so if you're feeling really, really lost and in the dark on this, and you're feeling like I, this is not something that I want to take on, um, look at getting a bookkeeper. They can help you track these expenses, um, and have everything together for you when tax season comes along. But ultimately, if you're taxing, if you're tracking all of your expenses, all of your revenue and what they were used for the end of the year, when you get to tax season and you're working with an accountant, they can help you determine what to what to write off. And then my third recommendation would be that work with an accountant. Um, you don't want to do this on your own. Um, that's where it starts to get scary. There's so much that they learn in doing this for small businesses that really help you take full advantage um, of tax season and knowing what you can have a deduction on, what you can get a tax credit on. And as a small business, that's going to be worth your money. So I would absolutely recommend working with an accountant, finding someone you trust, asking for references for those in your circle on who they use. Um, accountants can again seem really like intimidating, but they're not. They're just great normal people that can help you uh, get your stuff done. So um, those, yeah, those would be the main things I would recommend for taxes. That's so awesome. Um, yeah, I also use UCCU and they're so great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, one thing I just wanted to say is when I first had to go to the bank, I was like, but if they're going to ask me something, I don't know. Like I'm so mm. nervous. You go there and you sit down with some sweet person and they, they're there to answer your questions, you mm -hmm. know, to hold your hand through the process. So I think for me, sometimes I feel really intimidated to like have mm -hmm. to talk to somebody because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed of everything I don't know, but they're, they're there to help you with what you don't know. Like that's why they exist. That's why it's a real person and not like some online form you're filling out. And so, yeah, that's one thing I would say is like, just know that when you're working with, you know, opening up that bank account, it's so easy. They're just taking through the whole process. And as long as you've got those couple of things, like your business registered and your EIN number and your business name, like you're set, you know, like that's, that's all you really cool. need. Um, so that was one thing I wanted to know. And then the other thing I just wanted to say was with like keeping track of your finances, having a bookkeeper and accountant, all those things. Um, it, this also can be a lot more cost effective than people think it's going to be. And mm -hmm. the peace of mind from being able to have someone you can ask a question to is everything because, yes. you know, I always see when it gets time for taxes and I always see these posts where we're like, oh, I'm so stressed about taxes. And it's like, if you just had someone you'd been working with that, you could just send them a text or give them a call and say, Hey, what about this? Or what do you need there? It's so much peace of mind. And I remember um, when they told, this is my little home office that I'm sitting in. And when she was like, yeah, like what's the square footage of your home office. And I was like, I can write this off. Like this is right. So, like you just don't even think about these things. So mm -hmm. again, like just as in anything in life, I would tell people when things feel overwhelming, it's time to get support and, and support is there for you. Like there, there are other women who run their own online business doing this for online business owners. So they would love to help you. Like yes. they're totally here and they can be a lot more cost-effective than I think people think as well. So I, I completely agree. And 
Um, if you are planning this, I was going to mention this and forgot if you are saying, oh, I'm going to get an accountant when tax season comes, it is very valuable to find that accountant now, reach out to them and say, Hey, I'd love to work with you. Can you tell me what I should be doing now to help you when tax season comes around? Cause they'll tell you specifics too on, oh, make sure you're keeping track of all these expenses, categorize them this way. Um, if you're planning on getting an accountant, which I would suggest you do at tax season, um, contact them ahead of time and see what um, they prefer as far as expense tracking and it can really save time. So, so awesome. Okay. Next topic of the, the ticky tacky things is insurance as a small business owner. Um, talk to us about this pain points, how to do this, who this is important for all the things here. Absolutely. So insurance for business, I think it's just one of those things that's so easy to forget about until you need it. So, um, there's a few different kinds of insurance, um, that I'll just mention really quickly. The first, if you have employees, if you have people reporting to you, um, you do need workers' compensation insurance. Um, that's pretty standard. Um, you can get it through really any major insurance company. You can Google it and about 500 options are going to come up. Um, but that is, that is like a must have if you have employees. Um, the next two that I'll mention is general liability insurance. Now this is something that really any, but any business can benefit from. Um, but this is going to cover you if someone comes into your business and they trip and your, your coverage will help pay for those medical expenses. Um, if you are a yoga teacher or massage therapist or working with people's bodies and, you know, something snaps or breaks or any of the many things that can happen in those situations, um, that general liability insurance for your business is going to be really helpful um, and relieve that stress off of you for those just in case moments. And um, the other thing um, the other option that you can have in addition, or um, not everyone necessarily, this isn't, you don't have to get it. It's not a law that you have to have this insurance, but um, that's professional liability insurance. And that helps with any professional mistakes that are made. Um, so say like an accounting firm makes a mistake on a customer's financial statement. That's when um, there's going to be penalties. And that's when you are going to... Um, have that professional liability insurance start to help you out because, um, you're covered for that type of thing. So those are the few main types. Again, if you're working with people's bodies, you know, teaching dancers, yoga, massage, Reiki, any of these things where you're working on someone, I would definitely, definitely suggest getting, um, at least general liability insurance, but, um, it, it really any benefit, any business could benefit from insurance. Yeah. And where, where do people go? Where do they find this stuff? Yeah. So, um, one of the like more popular ones, um, that I'm familiar, there are tons, but one of the ones that I am familiar with is the Hartford group. That's H A R T F O R D. Um, they, they have all of those options, but really, I mean, 
most insurance providers have a business sector and can help you with that. So if you're working with an insurance company that you've known and loved, um, you can inquire if they cover that. And if not, they'll probably have a pretty good recommendation for you. Perfect. Awesome. Love that. Um, okay. Next thing is let's talk about contracts, um, mm-hmm. you know, forms, waivers, things like that. Um, let's talk about any tips you have here who these are best for. Um, if someone's like, what a waiver, like they don't even know where to start. What would you recommend for them? Totally. So, um, waivers, um, contracts, these things are so important. Um, they really help protect you if anything were to happen. So businesses that wait until it's too late, usually have a pretty detailed contract afterwards, including all of these things, but um, having it beforehand really protects you, helps you feel a sense of security and safety as you're working with your customers or clients. So um, one th- I was actually just working with this on someone and one practice I told her to do was I was like, okay, you have someone coming in and getting this service from you. Tell me everything that could go wrong. Think of everything that could go wrong. They don't pay you. They um, trip and fall and break their nose. They um, don't like your service. They, you know, are super mean and you have to kick them out. Like think of all of the things that could go wrong. And we're going to want to incorporate those into your contract. Um, Now, if this is something that you're feeling a lot of concern for, stress for, worry for, you can hire an attorney to help you write this. Outside of that, there are a lot of templates online where you can really just search template for Reiki um, contract and stuff will come up. So um, having something, it's better than nothing. If you're like hiring an attorney and walking through all of that is just not in the cards for me right now, at least start with searching for searching the internet um, and you can start to customize things um, in those forms, usually for your business, you add your business name. Um, and I've seen them anywhere from free to like $5. So it's really affordable. Um, and I'm, I wish I had a specific company that I could refer here. Um, maybe I'll have to think on that and give you something to put in the comments. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely suggest having something in place to protect you from those situations. Now, when we say like, oh, you're an LLC, you have limited liability. That's true. If something were to happen, it would most likely take your business down rather than you personally. However, there are still things that could happen where someone comes after you personally. And I don't want that to be like super scary or intimidating. We just want to be protecting ourselves and safe um, as we're building these businesses. Yeah. Absolutely. I love your tip about thinking of everything that could go wrong. I think it's, it's, like, it's a little funny, you know, like, oh, let's, let's hop into the mm-hmm. picture for just a second, you know, but I think it actually is really important because I was that person who I had a very basic contract. I, I did the template, did all the things. And then after a couple of clients screwed me over, I was like, okay, here we freaking mm-hmm. go, really mm-hmm. buckle things up. And Um, you know, one of my big processes now is before I sign anybody, I go over all these things and I'm like, these are, these are the boundaries basically. Like these are, these are the things, you know, and I'm really clear about those things. And I think, um, 
I think some people can be worried about that in a way, like they don't want to seem mean or they don't want to seem like they don't want to work with a person, but it really brings an air of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like they've been around the block. They know what they're doing. Like they hold themselves to high standards. They're holding me to high standards. And mm-hmm. I think it can only benefit your business to have like a really like well fleshed out contract waiver form, whatever it is that you need for your specific business. Um, when it comes to signing clients, even. What a great example. I love that. I don't love that that happened to you. <laughs> I love that you have that expertise now to say, Ooh, we've got to have this in the contract yeah. because a lot of times that's what happens. And that's why we want to do that practice beforehand of like, okay, what could go wrong here? I want to include my contract. Right. And um, like you said, I love that example of it's boundaries for your business. Mm-hmm. It's healthy to, have. Yeah. we need these things to protect ourselves and Um, When we feel intimidated to confront someone with a contract or we feel like they're going to think we're being mean or anything like that, um, those contracts protect us and they protect them. So it really is uh, a good exchange to have those contracts in. Absolutely. I love that so much. Okay. We've kind of hit, I had a couple scenarios we could go over, but we've kind of hit them pretty well. Um, you know, the first one was someone who's not about the details or stressed or overwhelmed. We kind of talked about this, but like, what's your advice to that girl in particular? She's like, I don't, I don't deal with this stuff. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what would you say to her? So if you are completely like, I do not know what to do. I do not know where to start. I hate this. Hire a professional. Um, there are people like me that can walk you through, um, this process, walk you through starting, walking through what you need to do, basically hold your hand through it and help you get it done. Um, now if you are just feeling really overwhelmed and you're like, I, what's my starting point, go to your business website, start the registration, get that done then go to the bank account, then go to the insurance, and then go to your licensing. Um, That's a few simple steps and um, it it can feel really overwhelming. So if you're feeling up to the challenge, take it one step at a time. One step, accomplish this today, chalk it off the list. Next day, chalk the next thing off the list. Um, But if it's feeling out of your wheelhouse completely, um, yeah, there are professionals that can help walk you through this and um, it's definitely something that, that is helpful. Yeah. Awesome. So say that somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, Kylie, I need your help. Like, how do they start working with you? Is that like through just one call? Do you have like a couple month package you do with them? What does that look like? So they can kind of have a little insight. Totally. I try to make this really flexible for what the needs are. So if you're like, I need a one and done, just help me get this set up. I need one meeting. Absolutely. We can do that. My website is wildlotusconsulting.com and you can book online. Now, if you are looking to, um, I help people start their businesses and then uh, start to track these goals and start to track where they want to go. I have packages for that as well. So it's really really flexible on what you want. If you want just a couple of calls, a couple of meetings to get things going, getting things started, and you're feeling a little um, nervous about cost, that's a good option for you. If you are like, hey, I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready to commit. I'm going to put the money into this that needs to happen. I have packages for that as well. Cool. Awesome. Love it. Um, 
Okay, perfect. Let's talk about any specific habits or routines that you personally implement to help yourself with taxes, insurance, money management, anything like that. Um, the not fun side of business. What are the things that you personally do that help you to feel on top of things? That is a great question. So a big one is at the start of every month, I'm going to go in and close my books for the last month. And what I mean by that is I'm going to go through all of my expenses, all of my revenue transfer me. I use spreadsheets, but again, you could use a a service for this. You're still going to want to do this at the end of the month. Um, you're going to go in, take that bank statement, go ahead, track all of the expenses, track all the revenue, track where it came from, make sure you have your receipts And take a look too. I mean, easily, if you're looking at your revenue and your expenses, you can see, oh, I had a very profitable month or, oh my goodness, I'm spending way too much on this. I need to make some adjustments. So outside of the purpose of even just like taxes and financial reporting, going in and just seeing what you're spending and how you're using your money for your business is so critical to do at least once a month. So I usually wait until about the third or the fifth of the following month, just so any card transactions that were pending, they can clear. And then I go in and I do that. Um, I'm terrible at saving receipts. It's like my, my worst thing it always has been. And so, um, when I get those business receipts, I'm going to take a picture of them. Like right after I go to office, Depot, I'm going to take a picture of that receipt. Then I have it and don't have to stress about it. Um, let me think other, other things that I do, um, around those items. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay, cool. And then let's talk about any resources that you know of books, podcasts, people, apps, anything like that, that you would recommend, um, business owners look into about this. Yeah. So, um, the state has a business section that has a lot of resources. There's tons of stuff online, um, on their website. Um, I know for Utah specifically, but also other states as well have a lot of resources for business online. Um, you'll also be able to find local, um, groups. You can find mentors, you can find all sorts of things through the state's um, site. There's also for, um, female entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, there is, um, a group called, I believe it's called in Utah. Let's see. And they are, um, a company that helps you get to all of these resources. So it's just in utah.org and they have a ton of resources on companies that do these different things. If you're looking to get a grant for your business, which is money to help you start up. Um, this is the place to go. You can apply for grants. You can see, um, things in your area for, uh, meetings or mentors or things like that. So in utah.org is a great, great resource for female entrepreneurs. Um, that one. That's awesome. It's great. And after you hear it, you're probably going to see, they have a bunch of billboards everywhere. So it's like, once you know about it, you see it everywhere. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, but yeah, those are the two, um, two main resources I would do is just try and look in your community 
And um, unfortunately, I haven't read many books on tracking your expenses, but when I do, I will, I will shoot them out. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Perfect. Well, um, this has been amazing. Like your knowledge. I'm, I'm so excited to have this on the podcast and I honestly can't wait when people ask me questions, like here's this podcast interview and here's Kylie. <laughs> Thanks, Brand. I have loved doing this. Gosh, yes. Because like I was telling you at the beginning, like I do marketing and mindset, all this ticky tacky business stuff. Like I can give basic general, you know, advice, but I'm not the expert and I'm not trying to be. So I really, really appreciate, um, you know, everything you've shared. Do you have any, any other last thoughts before we're going to do a couple of like rapid fire questions to end, but do you have any, any last thoughts or pieces of advice or encouragement or anything for, for these women who are feeling a little overwhelmed? Yeah. So my main piece of advice here is just to start, just to start doing it just to get in there. The more you sit and think about it and stress about it and think, what if I'm doing this wrong? Um, it, it doesn't do you any good. So just start, start registering your business as step one, take it step by step and know that there are experts and um, people to help you along the way. And so if you get stuck, um, reach out for help. Um, but like we were talking about, the sooner you just get in and get it done, you're going to feel relieved and you can focus on the things that you're actually passionate about in your business rather than this not so fun stuff. And for a lot of these things, you do it once and then you don't ever have to do it again. Like it's done, Absolutely. you know, so, yep. so it's, you know, some of these things there's tracking and things like that, but setting up your business, all that stuff, you just have to do it once and then mm-hmm. you're checked it off forever, you know, exactly. <laughs> Oh, love it. Okay. You ready for a couple of rapid fire questions? Yes. Some fun, like get to know you things that are, that can be a little personal. So, okay. The first one is something on your vision board right now. Mm, something on my vision board right now is being able to hire a second consultant. So, um, my goal as a business owner, just like all of you is to grow my business. And one thing is, um, hiring additional consultants. That's so awesome. Um, what is a spiritual concept or idea that you're currently integrating in your life? Oh, so I, um, my other, other life, my other job is a yoga teacher and, um, I have been just really into the concept of chi lately in yin yoga, which is a Chinese, um, Chinese practice. So in that tradition, they talk a lot about chi, which is the energy flow in your body, your life force. Um, and so being intentional about how that's moving, what I'm putting into my body, who I'm interacting with, um, and spreading that chi, that good energy, um, out has been something that I have been just learning more about. I'm still a little, little new to uh, this portion of things, but, um, it's something that I've really loved lately. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, what's the part of your morning or evening routine that you love and are going to do like every day? So every morning, um, so this is something that I learned from Brittany Andrews at the yoga underground when I got my yoga, um, teacher certificate, but, um, it's called morning pages. And so essentially every morning within like the first 15 minutes of me waking up, I'll grab my journal and basically just stream of consciousness, right. 
um, before the day starts bogging me down, before the stress comes in, I'm able to just write, let things flow. That's where a lot of my creativity comes from. A lot of my new ideas come from, as well as I work through different things in my life that I need to, um, work through to spend time on. And then at the end of that, I'll usually take a few minutes just to plan out my day. So I'll write down, you know, I'm going to accomplish this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this. Now, it doesn't always mean that's how my day is going to go because things happen, but most of the time it gives me a really good roadmap for my day and helps me accomplish the things that I want to do. Yeah. The intention is everything. I love that. Um, okay. Another one, what is a self-care practice that's like especially nourishing for you? Um, that's definitely yoga for me. Um, I'm a 500 hour certified yoga teacher and, um, the more I learn about yoga, the more I practice yoga, the more, I mean, like if I have an anxious day, if I'm feeling really anxious, my husband's like, have you gone to yoga? Like it's time to go to yoga. So that, um, it gives me time for myself, time to reflect, um, time to sit in the present moment and not worry about anything else. Um, creates a really good mind body connection. And that's definitely my top priority for self-care. Okay. Last question. So this is called the awakened woman podcast. So to end, um, what is making you feel awake right now in your life? Oh, so much actually. Um, so really just the people in my life, I'd say is the main thing, um, and making memories with those people. So even if it's not something expensive, even if it's, um, you know, sitting at a park, but really just spending time with people and having more than a surface level conversation and getting to um, who they are as a person and finding those connections, um, the energetic connections that can be made when you're, you're really being intentional about it are just so beautiful. And so that's, that's been um, a big thing for me that just helps me feel alive and awake. And yeah. I love that so much. Ah, beautiful. Okay. So I know you mentioned your website, but just to kind of end, tell us where people can find you, how they can contact you, how they can see what you're up to, all the things. So I'm most active on Instagram, which my handle is wild Lotus consulting. Um, outside of that, yes, my website, um, those are the two, two main ways and you're welcome to DM me on Instagram. I respond pretty quickly, um, as well as go to my website for more information on who I am and what I do. Um, and if you are interested in booking, you can do that through the website or you can message me on Instagram. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I honestly, I'm so grateful that you shared all this knowledge and wisdom. Like, like I said, can't wait for this to be a resource for people to have access to. Um, and it was just, yeah, so great to hear about all these, these awesome, really important things that business owners can do and really appreciate you on your time. So. Of course, a lot of people, like we said, do not love this side of business, but I do. I love it. So I'm happy to talk about it anytime. So (laughs) yes. Thanks for having me, Bryn. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kylie. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye.